everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Comic Source Podcast. I'm your host, Jace. This is a 12 Days of the Comic Source episode. Hope you're all having a wonderful holiday season. Joining me today to talk about his uh, first issue and his upcoming run on Miles Morales is writer Cody Ziegler. Cody, thanks for taking the time. Thanks for having me, man. Uh, it's always a fun to talk about comic books. Yeah, uh, I'm really curious. We talked a little bit uh, for listeners. Um, Benefit, we, Cody and I talked a little bit at LA Comic Con about kind of his perspective on Miles mm-hmm. and uh, following the footsteps of what Saladin Ahmed did. Um, and yeah, I, I kind of want to dive into that. Um, I, I mean, you were talking about how important Miles is to you in terms mm-hmm. of, you know, representation and seeing somebody that you can relate to, uh, in the books and, and kind of wanting to, to get back to, back to the basics. So, uh, can you remember when you first heard about Miles, when you first saw him in a book, kind of give us your thoughts? Like, did he, was he really a character that, that spoke to you? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I, I tell the story pretty frequently because it's one of my favorites, but, um, I distinct, I was a big, I got into superhero comics specifically through the ultimate comic book line. So ultimate Spider-Man, ultimate X-Men, fantastic four, ultimate enemy, all those, like those are the books that like got me into like Marvel comics proper. And I, uh, you know, I read, ultimate spider-man from the very first issue up until when he he died like i was a big fan of that comic book and i remember when i found out they were making um they were going to introduce miles morales like a black black spider-man i was so excited like i distinctly remember i guess at this point i guess it had to be like 11 years ago like driving to my comic book shop and they were all sold out sold out of the number one so i had to wait like two months and get like they they combined like number one through three into one like right. giant size 60 60 page issues so like i've had that bagged and boarded um in every single place i've ever lived above every workspace i've ever had since um since i guess a decade a decade uh, for, for since then so like i've been a huge fan of him ever since then so like you know when i love now that one of the things that i really enjoyed about bob miles the character besides like he just looks like people that i grew up with um and he looks like you know a part of my family members is that like now, I think for like a lot of people, he is like Spider-Man, like huge influence as well. Like, I love that he's become like for a lot of people, younger people, like the Spider-Man thanks to like, you know, the movies like uh, Into the Spider-Verse and and the, and the video games and stuff. So like that's been like a dream of mine for for 10 years. Like I've always wanted to like write Miles Morales. Like I distinctly remember sitting in my little crappy apartment in college or like right after college being like, man, I would love to like write Miles. And like I remember I was like doodle him on like my workstation and stuff. So like being able to like sort of chase that dream down has been uh very, very surreal. Um, and I'm incredibly honored to be like, be, you know, one of the writers for, for, for miles. Like, you know, there's only at this point, three of us that have like had runs for him. So it's, uh, it's, it's, it's uh very, very daunting, but also like feels incredibly, uh, incredibly rewarding to be a part of the part of the team. Yeah. I, and I told you this at the, at the show, I, I have sort of mixed feelings. I'm never a big fan when you have multiple characters uh, active at the same time with the same name, mm-hmm. but, that's, but, but on the other hand, you know, and so I feel like, well, my miles, you know, he's, he's a character that's worthy and deserving of his own title, but at the same time, there's so much legacy with the name Spider-Man. And mm-hmm. as a, you know, as a character of color and, and, you know, diverse, uh, he's also worthy of that mantle as well. So I, yeah. I can see both sides. Um mm-hmm. But I, I mean, you can't argue with the fact that, as you said, especially with the end of the Spider-Verse mm-hmm. movie, he really has joined kind of the, the worldwide zeitgeist. I mean, people yeah. love yeah. Miles. I mean, at this point, I know Peter is, uh, you know, he's not an old man in, in the actual <laughs> comics, but in terms of yeah. being around for a long time, it's almost like if you're a kid, Peter Parker's your parent Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
the yeah. younger generation takes uh, takes ownership of Miles. Would you say that's true? Yeah, I would say one hundred percent true. Like, I think a really good parallel, speaking of legacy characters, is that like, you know, one thing I think DC does very well is that they have they can have multiple people carrying the same, um, um, I, no pun intended, but like lantern, um, and like you can have one for for uh, anyone that wants to have that person. You can have like Al Jordan. You can have Gal- Gardner. You can have the OG. You can have uh, John Stewart. Like the same thing. Like any of the half dozen flashes that are that are out there. Like. Right. Or even even like the Robins, like how many like everyone has like their favorite Robins. Like it's it's one of those things where like they've done a really good job of having legacy characters that a bunch of people can like pick as like, oh, this is like my Flash or like this is my Robin or like this is my, you know, this is my Superman, even if you're like the different like multiverse Supermans. Like I think that, you know, Miles is definitely one of those characters for for the Marvel side where you're like, oh, yeah, this is like my Spider-Man the same way that. That like oh maybe Gwen is like this is my spider person or Cindy Cindy Moon is like this is my spider mm-hmm. person like I think um, one of those cool universal things about the spider personas is that like you know for me like, I always saw them as like you know these are made for like that awkward teenage years where like you're trying to figure out who yourself is like what your values are like you don't know how which way is up and like that's sort of like a universal thing and like one of the cool things about those spider people is that like they represent. They can mean a different, a lot of different things to like a lot of different people because they can be so easily like slid into like different personalities and like you can just like sort of use that as like an archetype and like paint over um, different different backgrounds and stuff. And like I think that's probably why Miles resonated so much with me. Like I loved Peter growing up, but like when I first saw Miles, it's like oh, is this is what this is what it feels like? This is this is like a cool feeling. Like this is powerful. Like this is something something different. And like um, I'm I'm really uh, I hope that you know that other people still feel the same way when they when they read the stories that I write because it is such a powerful, powerful feeling. And like, we used to talk about like how like young people like him now, like even you can't see it, but like at my desk, I have an old like Spider-Man jigsaw portal, with like Peter Parker, like right next to it. I have like my Miles Morales, like cell phone case. Like it's, <laughs> it's, it's a, it's a fun, fun, fun spot to be in. Yeah. And like we said, Peter's been around for so long. He's got, yeah. you know, not, 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 not in a bad way, but he's got a lot of baggage, right? Like he's got a lot of experience. He's been through a lot. You know, mm-hmm. Miles is that, that that original like, you know, Peter Parker originally was he's in high school. He's dealing yeah. with, you know, his family who know he's Spider-Man, which is a little different mm-hmm. from, you know, Peter and Aunt May and his his supporting mm-hmm. cast. But, yeah, he's got his family that knows he's Spider-Man and support him in that. So he's trying to juggle being in school. He's trying to juggle his responsibilities as a Spider-Man. He's trying to jug- mm-hmm. juggle his family responsibilities. He's trying to juggle his relationship with Starling. So yeah. I think. As busy as kids are these days, that's something that's super relatable, right? Yeah, yeah. Like you, I feel like you know, well, when you're that age, when you're like 16, nothing is more, nothing is more important on the planet than like juggling like your crappy part time job, your like your relationship and like family stuff. Like it's, it seems like an insurmountable thing. And now here, at like 30 in my 30s, I'm like. Oh, I wish that my I wish that those like my three main problems and not like bills right. or like you know holiday travel or any of those things. But like when you're that young, like that really is your world because that's what you spend you know majority of your free time is around people your age at like an institution and like mm-hmm. the problems are like so much more elevated because also like your body is dealing with, like hormones for the first time. Like yep. you have all these things just like coursing through your system, like you're about to explode. And like I think that's why it also is like such a universal character is that like everyone has gone through that you know they're either yeah. in that stage or they're past that stage and like it can be very relatable either in the moment or at in hindsight be like wow i wish i would have thought with that with like a a 25 year old's vision instead of like a 14 year old's vision but i think that's one of the things that makes those characters so enduring 
Yeah, I remember. Yeah, being a teenager and everything, every problem feels like the end of the world. But you're right. Yeah. Now, now we're like bills, and you know, if you have yeah. kids, it's like yeah. Uh, one of the other things you mentioned at the show, uh, and I it resonated with me was. You know, Saladin, his run, which was fantastic, it started out mm-hmm. grounded, and then he he really took it almost in a cosmic direction with yeah. Miles jumping around the multiverse and everything. You mm-hmm. kind of mentioned to me wanting to get back to kind of like the, that friendly neighborhood Spider-Man um, mm-hmm. feel and, and, and you know, back to the, his roots and school and stuff. So is that what we can kind of uh, expect in your run? Yeah, definitely. I mean, Saladin did such a fantastic job. Like, I mean, because I get that inkling too. I'm like, wow, like you have this like, this like infinite menu like these are all the cool things that could happen so like yeah you want to have hopping in like these different multiverses like you know dan stock did a bunch of really cool stuff like the spider-verse stuff and like you introduce all these cool characters like you want to you want to you know hang out with those things so like my 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 point of view was like all right we've seen that like uh like i think in order for like the audience to like enjoy those things a bit more it's like come back down to like yeah his big issue is like you know a more neighborhood focused thing because it's really hard to like keep that energy going for so long just because like Saladin did such a fantastic job doing it. And you also have like all the other like alternative or the, all the other like auxiliary Spider-Verse stuff. But like, I really wanted to bring him back down to like a, a, um, a street level guy. Like that's Mm -hmm. that. I think that's part of the the fun for those characters, like seeing them, how they interact with their, with their um, neighborhoods and stuff. And I think that miles has pretty across the board and like basically any media I've seen him in has done a really good job they've done a really good job about integrating him into like his neighborhood specifically like the spider-man miles morales video game it's a fantastic job of making him be like oh yeah like harlem loves miles morales or they they love spider-man they don't know that he's miles but like it really feels like he does feel like such a very specific friendly neighborhood spider-man like that was like such a fun um a fun fun feeling living in that world that i wanted to bring it back and also i wanted to give him another mentor like another fantastic thing that i think saladin did was like really really write some fantastic like um black women around miles that like were his support system between like his mom rio or, or starling and like i was like so we have like the sort of home life and, like romantic life cover like i think it'd be cool to see like the superhero stuff of the cover like you know peter's been there for him for like a very very long time but i was like you know it, since he's one more street level like it'd be really cool to see him hang out with his other like black street level characters specifically like uh women so i was like i would love nothing more than like to see him hang out with Misty Knight and like Marvel was very, very open to, to doing it. So like, uh, I you know a lot of this will be like him sort of regrounding himself and being more of a street level character, but also acting under like a new mentor, specifically a mentor who's like, you know, not as polished as, as Peter. And also, you know, she, she has her, she has her rough patches too. And like her edges around her, like a lot that's part of the, the, the fun for her and Carly, Colleen and seeing like, how they don't necessarily fit in with like all the other street level guys um, from time to time. So it's very fun seeing miles deal with like uh, deal with that and have that sort of be his guiding beacon while Peter figures out his own like emotional stuff that he's going on in an amazing Spider-Man. Oh, that's, that's fantastic. That has to be excited because here, here's the thing, miles. And again, we all did it right. You, mm-hmm. Cause everything feels like the end of the world miles. He can, he can kind of get a little down on himself or yeah. like a woe is me, you know, he pities himself yeah. sometimes. Oh, I got all this stuff going on. Misty's gonna slap that crap. She's not gonna, you know, <laughs> stop your bitching, man. Like, yeah, yeah. man up. Yeah, yeah. She's like, we got to get the job done. Like, that's very much her, 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 her POV. And also, like, she's also like, you know, she's been there. Like, she's seen so many like the, the street level characters come through over the years. I think she'll do a really good job of balancing that. Like, you know, I'm here for you when like you need me, but also 
we got to get the job done. And also like, we don't have, we don't necessarily have the luxury every time to like sit and, and sit in our, our emotions. And like, I think that would be a fun balancing between like Rio who's there for him. Obviously, like if you read the first year, like there's a very, there's like a moment where like very, very much like Peter or um, uh, Miles's parents fulfill that role when like he mm-hmm. beats himself down and like, it'll be fun to see like how they juxtapose when they're in the field, when he's in the field with Misty and they have to like find a robber or whatever they got right. going on in that particular issue. Yeah, again, it'll be a, it'll be man up. Well, let's talk mm-hmm. a little bit about villains because uh, mm-hmm. I, I want to get your perspective on it. it. You did a great job in the first issue. We got a classic villain in the Scorpion, mm-hmm. which is always great to see Miles go up against you know some of Peter's classic foes. But mm-hmm. it seems like we have this other new character that's that's spying on him. That that know you know mm-hmm. pictures that we see of him without his mask on, so she must know that he's Miles. Mm-hmm. Um, don't know if she's going to be a villain yet, but that's my guess mm-hmm. um so is is that your plan to have some some classic villains but also to introduce some new antagonists for miles yeah i mean that's um that to me is like always been like one of the the offerings of like having superhero stuff specifically like superhero comic books that like they are our version like myths and like part of the the fun part of myth stories when it comes like this stuff is that like you introduce the idea of like what the status quo is like yes it's in every just like a normal day in miles he's going to school he's got to stop the stop the scorpion or the vulture or whatever is happening and then at the end of it you get the rug pulled out from under you like oh no that's not even the real threat that's just like noon like that's just lunch like the real threat is what's coming down the line and like that's very much who um who this new villain is is that like i think for the real for, for when you're running like a first issue and like a new run like the whole idea is like you want to bring people in who like may not who may have never read a, a comic book in their entire life. Maybe they know Miles from the video game or they know him from the movie, which I'm going to guess most people coming in are, but like you want, you got to sort of satiate like hardcore comic book fans like ourselves and also people that don't really know much about him other than like he's a toy or he's like a fun skin in the video game. So like mm-hmm. part of that is part of the, part of the fun from having him being a legacy character that you also have like legacy villains that you can pull from. So like people know who Scorpion is, people know who Rhino is. So like that's part of the, part of the, the genesis of like writing that sort of first issue is like, all right, here's what people probably assume Spider-Man was. Like, if you like wanted to look at like a five minute YouTube video, like who is Miles Morales Spider-Man? Like this would be what you would probably see. Mm-hmm. And then you can introduce like these new threats, these new characters that are like, more specific to like what Miles is um, like a bit more personal to Miles. Sort of the same way that like, um, you know, Osmond or uh, Norman is more personal to Peter. Like that's sort of the thing that that's sort of the, the fun that you get from these characters. So like, yeah, Raheem is going to be like the sort of like big bad that's like sort of dangling over Miles for for a majority of of this run. And um, uh, like most good villains, um, you know, she doesn't see herself as the bad person. And I think if you read uh, later on the issues, you get more of her motivation why she's doing what she's doing. Like I think you could also sympathize with her uh, in, in a way. And like um, it's been really fun um, writing that character. And also my game plan, honestly, is like to get this character into like the the Marvel universe and have like other writers pick them up and tell their own versions of stories with her, particularly people that are from, you know, her background and have maybe grown up living her experiences and stuff. But I think it's a really cool character. And I think that people can tell some really, really fun stories with her. And I'm really excited to see like, hopefully other people enjoy her and the other creatives in the Marvel universe enjoy her. And like, you can see her popping up in like more comics and stuff. Yeah, those are always the best villains when you can totally see their point of view and be like, well, mm-hmm. I completely understand why they're doing what they're doing. Maybe, maybe yeah. they're not wrong. You mm-hmm. know, the, the ends might not justify the uh, yeah. means, but you can, you know, understand the, the motivation. Mm-hmm. So that's uh, that's fantastic. But we know the first issue has come out uh, already. 
What yeah. was uh, reaction? Have you have you uh, have you seen things online or had people come up to you at shows? Uh... I've had I uh, I purposely never read reviews reviews because like I don't I just you, you, the thing is like you see like the best the best things and then you'll see like one comment and like completely ruin your day. But uh, my buddy Zeb, Zeb Wells, who's writing Amazing Spider Man, like he sent me like I guess there's like a place that like aggregates all the like um, scores and stuff for mm-hmm. for reviews and stuff and like. Everything seemed to be very positive. So like I was I was very excited for that. Um I'm not on Twitter much these days, but like when I do check, I've gotten a bunch of very nice messages, particularly from like new comic book readers, people that have never read like Miles proper comics have been it's just always super cool to see me. Like, oh I've never read Miles. Like I've played him in like Fortnite or whatever, but like I've never like read the comic and like seeing them like really enjoy it. it's been really fun. So like I hope that they get to go back and then read some of like Bendis's stuff or like Sodden's stuff or like just seeing him. And like, you know, any like the, the, the Spider-Verse stuff, like, so like, I'm, that's been like, that's been the coolest stuff is seeing like people that haven't read comics, read them. And then also be like, oh, wait, was this character? Oh, I'm going to go read more about this. Oh, wait, there's a guy that has, there's a time when Dr. Oct was Spider-Man, but he wasn't this Spider-Man. Cool. I'm going to read that. So like, all that stuff's been really, really fun. So like, I think the general consensus has been pretty positive um, for it. And I, I just hope that that keeps going because people seem to be digging it. And like, I get so much energy for people enjoying seeing these characters on the page. Yeah, I mean, like we said, he is such a a, a legacy character, and he can't. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the whole idea of Spider-Man, whether it's Miles or Peter, touching mm-hmm. so many corners with Marvel Universe, you get somebody hooked on this comic, and it's like the gateway that opens. Yeah, exactly. The whole whole Marvel Universe. Uh, well, it's been awesome chatting with you, Cody. We gotta uh, talk about your collaborator on the series real quick uh, before mm-hmm. you go, uh, Federico Vincente, and mm-hmm. such a dynamic art style a little, little looser yeah. uh but kind of suits mile you know this is a, yeah. a character when he's in costume when he's fighting a villain he's not standing still he's yeah, constantly, yeah. you know jumping around so how's the the collaboration been uh how are, how are you how are you feeling about the kind of the style that federico's bringing i uh i uh when i first got the first like uh like inks from him i was like did he send this to the right guy this seems too polished for what this i think this to like a more experienced writer like it's so cool like uh i've never I've never seen comics where the production value is so high where like, you know, you have like the motion, well, it seems like it looks like a still from like a movie or it looks like previs for like a movie where like they have the actual, like there's like motion blur and there's like depth of field. And like, he loves a John Woo pigeon moment. So anytime that like miles <laughs> is like around the city, like you're going to see like, just like pigeons and stuff, adding yeah. texture. It's so cool. And like, uh, obviously he does like the, the, the action and choreography fantastically as well, but he also, does be acting for like the more dramatic stuff um beautifully um um like some of my favorite stuff in this first issue is just miles talking to his parents um on a rooftop like there's no action it's just him sort of airing his stuff out you see the acting or like one of my absolute favorite panels is just like a very small panel where it's just like a profile of miles like looking up his mask off like sort of taking in and i was like this is beautifully acted um and there's some stuff later on that's particularly like the later issues where like, you're like, man, this guy is, he's, he's, he's got the magic. Like he's really good at capturing the big bombastic action stuff. Where like you see how agile and quick witted miles is. And like, he has some really cool, his like designs for like the webbing is just like cool as hell. Like it's just a really unique take on that, but also like the more personal dramatic moments are fantastic. And uh, you really like feel for these characters and, uh, it's been uh, uh, an honor working for him. And like, I'm so excited for him to, like, I'm so excited for like the world to see some of these last pages he's done. Like he's just sent in some stuff for the last issue. And it's so cool. Like, it's just, it's, it's, it's so surreal. Be like, Oh, this, this, this dude's drawing stuff. And I get to put my name on it. What a, 
what a time to be alive. Yeah, that's fantastic. And it's a good point that you, that you, uh, that you mentioned about his, his acting work and the, the drama he's bringing. Cause mm-hmm. we talked about it before miles being this teenager. That's kind of in it. Mm-hmm. He's a dramatic mm-hmm. character, you know, yeah. everything is kind of, Oh no, the, the sky mm-hmm. is falling. So yeah, it's uh that's something that's really needed. Mm-hmm. So, uh, well again, Cody, thank you so much for taking the time. Uh, of course, great man. To meet you. Yeah. Great to meet you at the con and yeah. uh, we're winding, winding up here. Anything else you want to uh, share with uh, our listeners? Uh, no, just thanks for reading the book. Keep checking it out. Um, uh, Federico is great. Um, we had a lot of fun reading this and I are writing this and I, uh, I just hope that it resonates with people as much as the original miles comics resonated with, uh, with me. Fantastic. Well, I know you said you're not that active on social media, but is there a place where people should go to know when work is coming out, when you have other things coming down the line or latest issue of, uh, of miles Morales is coming out? Where's yeah. There, check, a place check, to follow check out, you? um, check out my Instagram. Uh, you'll see me post stills from there all the time because i love posting comic book work it's just yay for zig um i i'm always posting cool art stuff on there um so check that place out if you want to like keep up to date on like comic books and stuff great fantastic uh, and i'll put a link everybody to uh cody's instagram in the show notes so if you're having trouble finding them just go and click there so uh again thanks for taking the time cody yeah, of course uh, merry christmas hope you and your family have a wonderful holiday season Uh, And to all you listeners, thanks for spending a little bit of your holiday time with us. We really appreciate the support as always, and we'll talk to you next time. You can find the Comic Source Podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, or whichever podcasting app you prefer. Please tell all your friends about us, subscribe, and rate us. The ratings really help with our visibility and our ability to reach new listeners, especially five-star reviews on Apple. Also be sure to visit us at lrmonline.com to join the conversation, access the show notes, and discover all our other great pop culture content. If you want to email us, the email address is thecomicsourceblog at gmail.com, or you can follow us on Twitter, twitter.com forward slash thecomicsource. Do a search for The Comic Source on Facebook and Instagram to follow us on those social platforms. All three spots are great places to find out when we release new episodes as well as follow all our convention coverage. So once again, we want to thank everyone for listening, and we'll talk to you next time.